Welcome back to the Librarian Linkover podcast. I am your host, Laureen Kennard. My guest today is Barbara Ingracia. Barbara is owner of Manage Copyright, where she guides people through the gray, murky ooze that is copyright in the digital age. Barbara, welcome to the Librarian Linkover. Well, thank you so much, Laureen. This, it's a pleasure to be here and congratulations on your mission. Thank you, I appreciate that. Tell us about your business and what kind of projects you take on. Well, as you mentioned, my company is Manage Copyright, and the tagline for that is Manage Copyright, Don't Let It Manage You. Mm -hmm. Because in this digital age, information seems to be floating around out there. It's, uh, we can share, we can access in a matter of seconds. Um, and people don't think about, ooh, somebody might own this. You know, if it was printed in hard copy, maybe they think about it. But with it floating around out there, they must have put it out there for me to get. Why would they put it out there? <laughs> and I can right click and copy paste. So it's technically possible. So what's the big deal? And many times then the introduction to copyrights reality in the digital world is um, from getting a letter saying from an attorney saying you have infringed my client's oh, uh -oh. <laughs> property. And it's often images that mm -hmm. lay people get caught up in. So it's, and they say, why, what, what was all that? I don't even know. So my mission is to raise awareness about the role of copyright in our daily lives, that we are all consumers of copyrighted works but we are also creators of copyrighted works. And we can use basic copyright skills as tools to achieve our goals and our dreams. And we're creating intellectual property, which I call a gold mine, mm -hmm. and can also use copyright skills to protect, to guard that gold mine. So I want to help people identify their gold, help them develop and build their gold, and protect that gold, uh, and bring some fun to a heavy topic. <laughs> well, definitely uh, the gray and murky ooze gets your attention. <laughs> Why did you start your business, and what do you offer your clients? Well, that's an interesting, an interesting question. Being a librarian offered me the opportunity to develop those skills. Mm -hmm. I was in technical services and as print evolved into electronic, I began negotiating licenses because as you know, we're just leasing that mm -hmm. online content and that rolled over into copyright compliance education. So I began serving as that resource for students, faculty, staff, sometimes administration, um, and serving as a filter between that, that community and university council. They didn't want to be dealing with the questions of, oh, I don't see a copyright symbol on there, so it must be okay to use. So that I was fulfilling that educational piece and introducing people to copyright in the digital age. We've had copyright the whole life of the country, but this, this technology has 
brought it to the surface again. And um, so I enjoyed very much doing that education piece. I got uh, you know certifications and education and really have a passion for that. So being a librarian, uh, this started in about 2008, that, that depth of interest um, and the need. And then several years later, I was caught in a budget cut. Mm. And that gave me the opportunity then to give birth to manage copyright and the campaign guard your gold mine. So what I like to do with people, as I mentioned, is helping them identify their gold, build their gold, guard their gold, doing it through workshops and webinars, as well as one-on-one -on -one consultations. So I received an invitation uh, from a, a, a regional medical library group to develop a course about copyright for continuing education units that could be used toward professional credentialing in the Medical Library Association. So I developed a four-hour course entitled Copyright Skills as Risk Management Tools, colon, the librarian's role. Mm -hmm. And of course, that topic, copyright skills as risk management tools, fits any industry. The initial purpose was to aim this at hospital librarians who were being declared irrelevant and no longer needed, you know, by the by the bottom line mm -hmm. readers. You know, we don't we don't need libraries. It's all on the internet. We don't need librarians. We, we can use the space, we can mm -hmm. and open up a, a, an employment line, you know, for some other type of employee. So this was an effort to add another skill to their toolkit to show that they have those additional values and skills that can be a benefit to their organization. Many times, the people who came to my, my workshops, sometimes, sometimes we were on the ground and sometimes we were virtual, were librarians from other types of, of libraries as well. So that has, been, that has been a lot of fun. And I began to realize that there was a general confusion um, out there in the public about how intellectual property worked in the digital age the thing that we're most likely to encounter is copyright, whether we know it or not. And um, so I began to develop, develop other programs. What you need to know about copyright to protect your business. What speakers need to know about copyright law. Um, the 10 biggest copyright mistakes that anyone can make that could land you in court. Mm. Then I began, uh, because businesses weren't responding to the four-letter word risk. We'll never, we will never infringe. And if we do, we'll just buy our way out of it. Oh, wow. I realized at that point I had to pivot this. And that's where you don't want your content to be stolen. And that's, that's where genius. Gold mine came from. Genius. Well, and you put, put your it back sweat. on that. 
and you know, time and sweat and tears and money and passion into creating content. And then to have someone who also thinks your content is wonderful. <laughs> you want to you be found by the right people. Others come along and say, oh, yes, your, your stuff is great. And with the click of a mouse, boom, they steal that. And that can just put you off the rails, distracting, then, you know, what am I going to do? Is my, is my business gone? Is this aspect of my business gone? So then I became very interested in protecting content on websites that that, that concept people could relate to. So that I do one-on-one -on -one VIP sessions in website compliance review. So do you have all the legal ducks in a row? And some of that's copyright and some of it's contractual, but do you have those ducks in a row? What's your public presence? Do you know where that image came from that you're using? Do you, are you using a C in a circle to alert the world that, that this is your content? Um, do you want to go one more step and register with the US Copyright Office? Perhaps you have something that's worthy of trademark. A lot of people are confused about the difference between copyright and trademark. And so while I am giving information and not giving legal advice, um, I can explain some of those differences and recommend that they see uh, uh, trademark attorney, because that's, talk about murky, that's, that's hard stuff. So um, I have really enjoyed being proactive, offering the, the education, and then when people do suffer from an infringement or, or a theft, I can offer some basic guidance on how to approach that and to do a cost-benefit analysis of, mm -hmm. of how far they realistically want to go. Uh, I know that without the proper ducks in a row, if someone comes along and takes your stuff and you haven't told them not to, or how they can visit your website, what they can do there, um, you don't have a legal leg to stand on to pursue that. So I wanna advocate for small businesses, coaches, authors, speakers to have those tools to protect their creativity and also to give those skills to uh, virtual assistants, accountants, uh, other professionals, website developers, graphic artists to protect their businesses, but also to be a watchdog for their clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that the skills I think are valuable on, on many levels. You sort of talked about this before, but do you have anything to add? Um, where did you get your interest in copyright? You're working in tech services and it came up, but how did you really get interested in it? It's something you had to do, but how did you get an interest in it? Well, I had been doing prior to that, several years worth of serials unionist work. Mm -hmm. And so somehow serials got into my blood. Of course, <laughs> as uh, head of tech services, I was authorizing the check to go for the 
print journals. And so <clears throat> this was the new way, the new way to obtain those. The idea that, um, uh, especially in libraries, we want that information to get out there. And uh, the publishers, <clears throat> excuse me, were, you know, what are we going to do with all this online stuff? You know, it's threatening our, our revenue stream. So initially they were saying, well, you can't do interlibrary loan with the electronic. You got to have the print too. And that gradually evolved so that we could uh, decrease or eliminate the print, certainly as the, as the prices continued to rise. So that all just sort of became part of, part of the game. So how did your, um, you also talked about this a little bit, but if you could expand on this a little more about how your career took you in that direction. How did you decide to make a career out of it? Well, I had developed those skills as, as a librarian, as an academic librarian. When the surprise came that I would, my position was being eliminated, I said, well, I know how to do this and the world needs to know. Mm -hmm. uh, the world hasn't always realized that they have needed to know. Sometimes people think that I'm a copywriter, a W-R-I-T-E-R, mm -hmm. and I have, to, I have to clarify that. Or they may think, well, you know, copyright doesn't apply to me. I'm not a, a, a big author. I'm not a musician. I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm not a movie maker, you know. Mm -hmm. It can't apply to me. I'm too little. That's one of the myths that I work to bust. And because content theft is becoming, excuse me, so rampant, people are now recognizing that that it's not a matter of if this happens to me, if some or all of my content is stolen, but when will it happen? And I need to realize that I do need to give some thought to this to prepare for this. Many times businesses have very detailed procedures for complying with OSHA, mm -hmm. uh, FMLA, minimum wage, whatnot. But because on those posters in the staff rooms, there's no mention of copyright. Mm -mm. And copyright can be a very expensive um, lesson if that's ignored. People don't give any thought to that until they get the letter in the mail um, or until their content is stolen. They haven't given thought to permission process or licensing. And so they don't have detailed procedures. I'm always advocating for, let's think about how you're using content, how you're creating content. Let's have some best practices. Let's train staff who are in the, in the offices, maybe doing search, copy, paste, send, search, copy, paste, send as fast as their fingers can mm -hmm. go. Talking about that there is ownership in intellectual property. Definitely. Have you always been entrepreneurial or did you find that from working in libraries? Well, <laughs> um, the layoff sort of prompted me to become. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I had been in academic libraries for over 30 years, where it's a matter of being of service and equipping patrons with the information they needed and the skills to find information. So one of the challenges has been <laughs> to not overgive, to not mm -hmm. overdeliver as an entrepreneur. Yes. It's tough when you're a librarian though. You have to stick yeah, to your scope you, of you project just and want to give, give, give. Mm -hmm. Well, sort of along those lines, what suggestions can you give librarians who want to pursue jobs in copyright? Well, certainly become as familiar with the aspects of the gray murkies as is possible. <laughs> there are some basics that generally hold. Um, in our global economy, it's helpful to have a notion of copyright. Every country, there are some basics, some minimums that countries adhere to if they're party to the Berne Convention. But there are then little individual national flavors that are added to that. And so having a feel for, for that, you don't have to know intellectual copyright. Uh, law, but having some idea of that can be very helpful to to any business. Mm -hmm. And um, so, for example, in the U.S., if someone studies things at the at uh, copyright.gov, which is the U.S. Copyright Office, they have a lot of videos and circulars and materials that are very helpful. Certainly, that would be a place to start. I have appreciated the opportunities that I've had to study with, with various organizations and with obtain certifications in, uh, in copyright and in licensing. So those are certainly some things to consider. Now, many people may have some experience with copyright from mm -hmm. their library position. And so it's deepening that familiarity. There are always going to be one of the easy things to learn to do is to say, it depends. When <laughs> someone says, can I, can I use this? It depends. And oftentimes someone that, well, they don't want to hear it, it depends. Mm -hmm. And they don't really, and so you've got yes or no. And they don't want to hear no because they may have already done it. Right. So, um, so, so that's a, that can be a fun, pro <laughs> a, a fun process. Oh, by the way, I already did this thing that's probably wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted you to assure <laughs> me that it was okay, you know. <laughs> what suggestions can you give librarians who want to go into business for themselves? Oftentimes we have a passion, whether, whether it's librarians starting a business or anyone starting a business, we have a passion where we have been in an organization, things have been taken care of for us. Mm -hmm. uh, HR, uh, marketing, building in our audience, Th those, all of those things that maybe aren't part of the passion, but things that we need to know. So taking advantage of opportunities for uh, business development courses, 
and the small business administration has has uh, offices all over the country a lot of free information a lot of free support a lot of public libraries have very strong business development mm -hmm. departments so knowing as much as possible uh, before you cut the cord with the uh, corporate world um, is is important right why did you go to library school and based on your career so far does that reasoning still hold well that's interesting as well i have uh -oh. a strong <laughs> in, edu in education uh librarianship was one of the ways to go about that i was considering becoming a law librarian but hmm. i didn't have the law degree and I was assured that, oh yes, you could, you could get a, a job and, and go to law school part-time. Well, not exactly. <laughs> but I was covering all my bases in just 12 courses. Mm -hmm. uh, I took medical librarianship and special librarianship, not real, realizing that I would eventually be in a medical academic library. Um, so my initial work was in reference uh, information services in a community college, which I, I really enjoyed the, that educational approach mm -hmm. and then uh, moved into some colleges and universities. And now finding myself involved in copyright, a form of law. Mm -hmm. Uh, law information, not legal advice, that unexpectedly came, came around. The uh, being able to be a generalist with some specialist tendencies <laughs> is, is a good foundation for, mm -hmm. um, for information work. Uh, and and librarians, of course, as you know, go in many different directions mm -hmm. within their library career and and outside their library career. We sure do. What professional associations have you joined, or which ones do you get the most out of? Well, I've been a member of the Medical Library Association for a long time, and uh, that is where my my course is listed in the the direct educational directories. I'm a member of AIIP, the Association mm -hmm. of Independent Information Professionals. And that's a, a small organization, but a very, a very close organization. Some people there, many people there, have library backgrounds. Mm -hmm. They may be now independent librarians offering uh, reference and research services. Some of them are in various other areas of, of information. And so I think that has been AIIP has been a very valuable organization. I belong to the Nonfiction Authors Association. Um, figuring out where, where copyright uh, can, education can have an impact. Nice. I was in AIIP when I had a freelance research business. Ah, that conference is not to be beat right period right. 
Right. So I've had the opportunity pr to present for them face to face and now virtually. That's um, great. I belong to the Public Speakers Association. Um, there are so many, so many ways to, to go that <laughs> there really are. You have to sort of start beginning to, to focus. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there's so much fun in, in all I'm, of these directions. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very active in AIP and in SLA, and uh, I, miss, I miss being active in associations. I got yes, a lot out of it. I was a member of SLA for a number of years. And in fact, my first certification in copyright management came through uh, SLA. Nice. So where can people find your business on social media? They want to hire you to help you have you help them straighten all this out for them. So no <laughs> one takes their gold mine. That's right. Guard your gold mine. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, my website is manage copyright. Dot com. I'm happy to uh, field any kinds of questions, uh, have a, um, an introductory kind of conversation, barb at managecopyright.com. And I'm on LinkedIn as Barbara Ingracia and Facebook as Manage Copyright. So, um, I look forward to, as you can tell, I have a passion for this topic and can go on at length. So I'm always happy to. Well, that's the best kind of business to have is something you have a passion about. Yes, definitely. Because you're always going to learn. You're always going to keep up. You're always going to think of new things that you want people to, to hire you to do and new, new things people need to know. Well, working with the Association for Talent Development and the training magazine network where you're working with people who are doing training and developing training and aren't quite sure who owns the training mm -hmm. has been very, uh, very rewarding, has been fun. That's great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It's been very interesting. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. This has been fun. Sure. Thank you to Barbara and Gracia for being my guest today on the Librarian Linkover. I enjoy hearing from listeners who tell me they find a lot of value in the content that my guests and I are creating. I'm so glad so many people are finding our content useful. Please comment on the episodes on thelibrarianlinkover.com and check there for future content, or also check on social media at liblinkover on Twitter, the Librarian Linkover on LinkedIn, or the Librarian Linkover on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening.